Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some fun on a Friday, and woo boy, it's it's a lot today. Yes, we have asked Dr. Jesse questions the entire show. Someone wants to know how we'd respond to 9-11. Kid Rock, am I mad at Jeff Sessions? Republican questions, Frito Bandito questions, all over the place. We have Kathy Hochul telling 5.4 million Republicans she wants them to leave New York. We have Ghislaine Maxwell back in the news. Hunter Biden in his art gallery. There is so much to get to tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show, but I understand we have to address the memo first. The memo heard around the world. In case you've been out all day, busy all day, I just want to keep you updated on this. All right, the government raided Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. You know about that. That's obviously something that's been all over the news. 
And so people were waiting to hear some sort of justification. Uh, hey, w- why did you do it? Well, they released the warrant. The warrant was very plain Jane and vanilla too. It looked like they were looking for four years worth of documents. It just looked like one gigantic fishing expedition. Well, that wasn't good enough. So the outcry was loud. Okay, uh, we would like to see the affidavit. I would like to see the justification you used to obtain the warrant to go in. And that came out today. You should see it. I don't think describing it for you on the in the radio on the radio is good enough. I'll tell you this, it's many pages, obviously. It's many pages of entire lines blacked out. These it's just it's just a page of blacked out horizontal lines. They released it and they blacked the whole thing out so nobody today knows anything they didn't know the day before. Tell you what, pause on that for a second. Put that in your back pocket. Never tell you about the time I went to a fight, like a UFC style fight. Don't worry, this is gonna it'll tie back together. Stay with me. Stay with me. Now it wasn't a UFC fight; it was a cage match. I had been doing some uh, boxing stuff. Don't worry, I'm no boxer, but I've been doing some boxing stuff. I've I've dabbled in that stuff before. I'd been doing some boxing stuff, and my instructor was going to get in a, a, a cage match. He was going to be a fight. He was trained to be a fighter. And he told me about this cage match that was coming up. And it was in a casino. It was in an Indian casino in Arizona. Well, I love fights. Who doesn't love going to the fights? We go out to the fights. And you can definitely tell it wasn't UFC. Don't get me wrong. They had a referee. And they had stands. The crowd was a little rough. I'll put it that way. But they had referee. They had stands. They had the cages there. But in UFC, the fighters are often, almost always, pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I realize people get knocked out early, but pretty evenly matched. That wasn't the case here. Clearly, there wasn't a ton of vetting done of the fighters. Sometimes you'd have two studs in there. Sometimes you'd have two goobers in there. And then I remember this fight. I'll never forget this fight. Both fighters were roughly the same size. They had weight classes. One guy comes in the the cage, and he doesn't look overly athletic or anything, but he's getting himself fired up for the fight. He's doing that thing where they slap themselves in the face, and he's he's doing the jumping jacks, and and he's ready to go, and he looks fired up. And then his opponent comes to the ring, and his opponent is smiling. Actually, smiling is not a good way to put it. Smirking. He's smirking. He's not even jumping around. He's not being overly cocky. I, I want to I wanna make that clear. He wasn't being openly disrespectful, like doing a bit. He was just kind of smirking, no jumping around, and just kind of leaning against the cage, not even really walking back and forth. He just sat there dripping confidence. And I had taken, it was the wife and I had taken the wife and we both looked and said, oh my gosh, that smirking guy is getting ready to murder the other guy. And sure enough, boom, the fight kicks off and the guy who was smirking was clearly going to be a serious professional one day. And the other guy very clearly had just gotten into all this. 
he got absolutely destroyed, knocked out on his feet within, I think it was honestly within 15 seconds. It was over. I look at what's happening right now with politics in America, and I'll be honest with you, it makes me a little nervous. Raiding the home of Donald Trump is a, it's a bridge you don't come back from. And they raided the home of Donald Trump a few months before the midterm election. And it created such an outrage that they acted like they were going to tell you why they did it. But instead of telling you why they did it, they released a memo. Uh, honestly, when you release a memo like they released today, that's just all black lines, it doesn't tell anybody anything, you do that, you've done that on purpose. That's you giving the entirety of America a gigantic middle finger. That's what that is. In fact, that's you giving all of America a double middle finger. You'd have been better off not releasing anything than what they released today. And I sat and I thought about that. And I thought about the student loan giveaway and the raid and the, and the affidavit and the, and it occurred to me. And oh, in the hiring of 87,000 IRS agents. Remember, that's not really popular anywhere. And it occurred to me. We are sitting here facing the midterms. It's August 26th. We're facing midterm elections. We're getting fired up. 40, 50 seats, baby. We're slapping ourselves in the face. We're doing jumping jacks. I'm ready to go. And they're sitting over there smirking at us. Why are they not worried? Anyone want to explain that? Because I have two explanations, and I don't know which one's worse, but they are not conducting themselves like people who are about to get in a cage match. They're conducting themselves like people who think the fight is already won. Why are they not worried? There are two explanations. One, they're going to cheat again. Eh, I have told you before I don't buy that when it comes to the midterm elections. Because remember, when it comes to election cheating, where do they do the cheating? Well, everywhere they can, but where does, where does the cheating really, I mean, happen a lot? It happens in the blue, the deep blue urban areas. You're going to cheat in New York City. You're not going to cheat in, in upstate. You're just not. You own New York City, so you cheat in New York City. Okay, so let's set the cheating thing aside for the midterms. Maybe that'll save them a couple seats, but I don't think that's really going to affect congressional races the way it does presidential races. What does it tell me? Why are they sitting over there smirking while we're all fired up? It tells me these people are not at all afraid of the GOP. You realize uh, somebody, I forget who it was, I'd give him credit. It was not my thought. I don't know who to give credit to because I just saw it in passing. Somebody had tracked the last two midterm elections. And he said something to the effect of, the polls had underestimated just how well the GOP was going to do in the last two midterms. Long story short, he said, if you go off what the last two went, the GOP might win 50 seats. I believe he said 53 was his estimate. Okay, so if the GOP is going to win the Senate and 53 more seats in the House, 
the Republican Party is going to absolutely have control of Congress. And Democrats, the DOJ, FBI, IRS, all of them, they're completely unafraid. Why? I think we know why. I don't necessarily want to put it into words. It's a Friday. Who wants to bring everybody down? But I think these people understand GOP leadership in the House, in the Senate. It is going to keep any real reform from happening. Don't forget, we're, f- we're just a couple months removed from 15 Republican senators joining with the Democrats to pass gun control. I think they know we're soft. All right. Republicans are being told to leave New York. And someone asked a question about 9-11. How would we respond today? We'll get to both those things next. I want to get to this email real quick first, though. Jesse, what is the difference between my pillow moccasins and women's flats? Says I can say his name. His name is Dan. Well, let's be clear about something. I'm talking about the horrible-looking ballet flats that women wear in professional settings. They'll wear them out as if that's somehow appropriate attire. My pillow moccasins... I mean, the lady can wear what she wants to wear around the house, no? I wear my moccasins around the house all the daggone time because they're glorious. And don't forget, right now, my pillow has a huge sale on their moccasins, slips, sandals. You have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. There is a screaming deal on all of these things. Highly would recommend, you know what, you might want to try their sandals too, I don't have a pair, full disclosure. My wife does and says they're glorious, so I'm getting a pair now. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Go take advantage of it. Get a couple pair. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You know, you really got to give a shout out got to give a shout out to New York Governor Kathy Hochul when she's not running Republicans out of the state. She's being Captain Obvious. And the decisions were made to have all the kids go home and learn remotely. Wow. Wow. What a mistake that was. I'm sorry? All these people now, all these people who've wrecked your kids, they're all going to spend time acting like it wasn't them who wrecked your kids. All right, now, let's get to something here. Let's get to Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's time. Don't forget, we still have Gislaine Maxwell news. Oh, gosh. The Hunter Biden news. You want to talk about open corruption? I'll get to that in about 10 minutes from now, but this is a good question. Jesse, if 9-11 happened today, how would the response be different than it was in 2001? Of course, it would be 100% Trump's fault, he says, and also not that big of a deal since most of the dead are white men. But what else would be said? We talk about 9-11 memories because it was such an impactful day, but I think we also like to just remember how different America was back then. He says, I love your candor. says, I can say his name. His name is Phil. I think, I think this is difficult to put this into words because it was thinking about the day still brings so much anger and sadness up in so many people. I know it does in me. I, I'm not going to tell you this story again. I told you again, watching the towers go down from my barracks room. Not a big cry or tears coming down my face. But I will tell you, it's not, it's not inaccurate to say 
in the wake of 9-11, at least briefly, there was this feeling of national unity. There was this feeling we were all in it together. You can, you can picture like it was yesterday, regardless of your feelings of him now, you can picture like it was yesterday, George Bush walking into the rubble, New York City standing up there giving inspirational speeches, Republicans, Democrats, independents, everyone cheering, coming to the time together. Woohoo. I I don't know how to put in this put this into words because I don't know when and how this happened, but we are unquestionably a different country now. And that was just 20 years ago. Remember, that's two decades ago now. It's 21 years ago. We are so different now. We are so much more divided. It's obviously the fault of the communist. I just don't know how and why, but this is what I think it is. Remember, these people feel totally comfortable speaking like this now on MSNBC. You have millions of people tuning into a propaganda network every night. And then, as if that were not bad enough, that's an extremist network itself, you have these fringe pop-up outlets. At this point, I do think we have to have serious conversations around preparing for actual violence. Uh, People keep saying a civil war is coming. I would say a civil war is here. How did that happen so fast? And I'm not naive. I'm not naive. I understand. We weren't some just big, lovey-dovey, unified country back the day before the towers fell. I know there's always been political division and, and fights and things like that, but not like now. Not like now. We, we are, I, I'm not saying there's going to be a civil war. I won't go that far. But we are, at a, we are at a political phase of our country that is as heated as it was back then before the Civil War. That is, that is the level of hatred we have for each other. And I admit, I'm part of that. I, I hold that level of hatred for the communists. And I know they hold that level, level of hatred for me. I, I understand that. I don't know how it happens so fast, but this is what I believe. I talk a lot about, just stay with me for a second. I talk a lot about school board races and winning local elections, right? And what do I say when I talk about that? We look at the country as if the country's a big tree. And what do you see when you see a big tree? You see the leaves and you see the branches. That's what you see when you see a big tree. But that's actually not what, what's, what makes the tree go. What makes the tree go is what? The roots. It's the local elections, the roots. So whatever happens down there at the roots works its way up through the trunk, out into branches, and into the tree and into the leaves. What's been happening in this country for quite some time is they took the roots. I've been doing a lot of research lately on the history of communism and its entrenchment in America. And the first thing they did was the teachers' unions. It was the first thing. They knew that's where they had to go. They understood they had to be very careful at first as they begin to dip their toe in the water here. But they understood, hey, teachers' unions, that's what we need. We get the teachers' unions. Then we get to educate the kids then it'll just take some time. So they started out with the kids. They started out educating kids. And this is decade after decade after decade after decade. And that was them taking over those roots. And soon they began working their way up. Because that tree was all freedom-loving, baby, for a long time. But they got the roots. And they began to work their way up and slowly work their way up through the trunk. 
and they're working their way up. While, while, while I talk about the trunk here, they're beginning to work their way up all through the university system, making sure they control that aspect of the education system. Well, once you have the university system and the grade schools, now you own all the roots because those are the roots of a society. And then you're starting to work your way into the churches. And then you're starting to work your way into corporate America and work your way into the government. Once they took over the education system, it began a slow work your way up through the country as they began to go from the roots into the trunk. And what I think we've really seen, especially in the last two decades, I think we've finally seen they've even broken out of the trunk and now they're in the branches and the leaves and they have it all. I think what we're seeing is a culmination of a hundred years of communist rule coming up. They took over the roots and it just simply took this much time to get them up. And don't discount this. Don't discount Barack Obama's effect on this. You can hate him all you want. I hate him more than any politician in American history. He was really good. He was really smart, really good. Made himself sound so cool, kind of moderate, but he was a radical America-hating communist nut job. And he had eight years where he used his power filling the government, not with Democrats, with radical America-hating nut jobs. And now they're all throughout the government. That they're all they're the leaves now. That's what got us to where we are today. Uh, Kathy Hochul is the governor of the second most powerful state, probably in the United States of America, New York, and she feels totally comfortable. She this is a headline from the New York Post. Kathy Hochul's call for 5.4 million Republicans to leave New York is dangerous and disgusting. She told five million of her own citizens to quote. Just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? You're not New Yorkers. Oh, that's her exact quote, Michael. There's not a Democrat governor in the United States of America who would have uttered those words 20 years ago. Not one. Now, it's not like she's from some tiny state that doesn't have juice. One of the most powerful states, the most powerful governor. She feels totally comfortable looking at all her opponents and saying, up yours, leave. They worked their way up through the trunk, and now they have the leaves. I'll finish answering the 9-11 question next. Hang on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's- It is the Jesse Kelly Show. In case you're worried about what's going on out here, I wouldn't worry about it. Old Joe Biden has it covered. The audio's a little, the audio's a little uh, shaky. I guess I'll put it to you that way. But boy, listen to what old old Papa Joe has to say. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Go ahead. You tell me. In case you missed it, in case you couldn't hear the audio, I'll play it for you again real quick. But that's Joe Biden. He's sitting around with some reporters. He then says, I'm sorry. I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Go ahead. You tell me. I'm not allowed to do that? Now, I understand we have a bunch of apparatchiks in the media in this country, and I have a bunch of Ask Dr. Jesse questions to get to and and fun to have, but is anybody in the media going to ask Joe Biden who's in charge? Because, look, this is not a one-off. This is something that has happened consistently. Uh, They told me I have to call on, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, I'm not allowed to do that. Nobody wants to ask Joe 
Get in trouble with who, Joe? Not allowed to do that? Joe, who gives you permission on what you can and can't do? Probably something worth asking. All right, to answer the guy's question, he asked, how would 9-11, how would the response be different today? Man, I think it would immediately be political, immediately be political. If if 9-11 happened under a Democrat president, there would be more of a rallying cry from the media to to go after whoever did it. If it happened under a Republican president, that you wouldn't even get two hours of unity before they blamed. They'd be Democrats would be voting on the president's impeachment and blaming him within an hour. That's where we're at now, and that's an ugly place to be. So let's move off from that. Let's do. You know what? Let's do one more ugly thing. Art gallery repping Hunter Biden received five hundred thousand dollar federal COVID loan. Just, just, I want you to understand this. I don't know how to say these words because they're all fancy Manhattan words, but the Georges Burges Gallery, I don't know how to say these words. Is that right, Michael? Did, I nailed it. Boom. Community college, baby. Almost three years of community college credits. I knew I'd nail it. Gosh. All right. The Georges Burges Gallery on West Broadway in Manhattan, it initially had received $150,000 COVID Disaster assistance loan from the SBA, the Small Business Association. They recently revised the loan to give them $350,000. Now, that seems kind of out of nowhere. Why would that happen? That's really weird. Until you look into it and you figure out this is the art gallery where you can buy Hunter Biden's art. Again, back to what I was talking about at the very beginning of the show. The corruption is so naked. It's so in our faces now. It's like they're not worried at all about anything. They're not worried about Republicans even one teeny tiny little bit. Isn't isn't that an indictment of us? Isn't that an indictment of us that they're sitting there? They're facing, they know they're facing huge losses, whatever the losses are, 20 seats, 40 seats, 50 seats, whatever they are, they are definitely, no one's debating this. They're going to lose control of the House of Representatives and they're sitting there smirking at us. They're sitting there shoveling mass tons of money out the door to their friends, Hunter Biden, hey, solar panel company, here's some taxpayer-funded millions. They're hiring IRS agents to go after their opponents, and they're so completely unafraid. Unafraid. Why don't you go down to to Manhattan, go check out old Hunter Biden's art. I'm sure that's really great art. Have you ever seen it, Michael? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. It's so terrible. I didn't even know anything about art. The wife loves to go in these art galleries and stuff. I'm always just sitting outside. I'm, like, ah, I'm good. I'll, I'll sit out here and uh, uh, look at homeless people or something. But anyway, Jesse, oh, by, before I read this, remember, I talked last night about how blessed we are that the lights have always come on here. We don't know America. You don't know in America. I don't know in America where we flip the switch and the lights don't come on. Where the power's out. And 20 million Americans, as we speak, one in six households are behind on their power bill. Entire nations already in places like Africa, they're giving up power. They don't have power anymore. And I was talking about what, how blessed we are. We don't realize how blessed we are. And I'm right there with you, right? We just don't realize 
how blessed we are. Here's an email. Jesse, I played baseball professionally, surrounded by a lot of guys from Venezuela. We were living in a dorm a few years back and had a power outage one night for about an hour. Came back on, no worries. Went to breakfast the next morning and sat down with a Venezuelan guy. He told me, Poppy, I've been here five years. That's the first time I've ever seen the power go out. In Venezuela, it happens every day, four, five, six hours at a time. And they said, I'll never forget that. We don't, we have been so blessed by God in this country. And, and honestly, when you look into America, just set all politics aside, set everything, set even you know the founders aside. Let's just set all that stuff aside. What America has, it's, it's a gigantic gold mine. We have these huge oceans on either side of us that not only gives you shipping lanes, it gives you protection. You have a big ocean between you and someone who might want to hurt you. But then let's just set that aside. Do you know in Russia, there aren't that many natural resources? Now they have some, they have some oil and things like that. But if you look at, look at how big, how vast Russia is, their natural resources are not very good, to be frank, especially for a country of that size. You look at America's natural resources, the things we have here, it's, it's honestly like we found the Garden of Eden. It is. There, it's endless. We have everything, not just oil, gold, copper, I mean, you name it. We have it all here. And because of our free system and because of our blessings and things like that, we just have grown up. I, I certainly have. We have grown up in a country of such abundance that even if you visited other places as I have, as you maybe have, you still don't fully comprehend how the other half lives. You, you have a little window into it, but you can't possibly com- fully comprehend it. I can't possibly fully comprehend it. You ever been to a hospital and you have an emergency situation and they told you, sorry, you're going to have to go sit in the waiting room with that broken leg for 12 hours. You ever had that ever in your life? No, you certainly haven't. Neither has anyone you love. You know that's the norm in many places? You know, there are places around the globe where because of transportation, because of the access to facilities, people are six, seven hours at least from any kind of medical facility at all. You don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. I, I've, I've lived, I grew up, I've been in the hinterlands, right? I've been elk hunting in the mountains. I've never been that far away from medical facilities. We don't realize how good we have it. And sadly, we probably won't until it's gone. All right. Someone wants to know, well, about Kid Rock and Gislaine Maxwell's back in the news. We'll get to that. So speaking of abundance and it possibly going away, I have, I have told you over and over and over again about what I've been doing. I have been stocking up on things because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel more secure. When I look at the things I have taken to make sure I have access to clean, clean water, it makes me feel better. When I look at my emergency food supply from my Patriot Supply, it makes me feel better. They've been doing this a long time. Four and five star reviews. 2,000 calories a day. They will give you an an emergency three-month food kit. Good food, too. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, drinks. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to go buy another 10 cans of beans in the grocery store. This stuff is good for decades, 25-year shelf life. 
and they have a $250 deal right now, $250 off. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. That'll get you an emergency food kit for $250 off. All right? Go now. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. And the decisions were made to have all the kids go home and learn remotely. Wow. Wow. What a mistake that was. The gall on these people. The gall on all these lockdown tyrants who are now out there acting like they're somehow these fighters of freedom. You've got to be daggone kidding me. All right, let's get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions since it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Hi, oh tall one. The other day you mentioned you saw Kid Rock twice but would not speak of when one of those times were. It was Woodstock 99, wasn't it? Says I can say his name. It's Vinny from Long Island. Of course his name's Vinny. Vinny's awesome. He's called in before, Michael. You remember Vinny's good people. All right. It was actually not at Woodstock in 99. I was, shoot, I was too young. No, I wouldn't have been too young. I was graduate. I graduated high school in 99, so I was 17, 18 years old. One time I saw Kid Rock, you remember, it was at the Republican National Convention in Tampa. He went on, put, like a, put on a small little show down there. The other time was epic. I've told this before, but it was a long time ago, so I'll tell it again. I joined the Marines on the delayed entry program. I think they still have it. I'm sure they still do. And here's what that meant. You sign up to join the Marines, but you are not, you don't, you don't ship off to boot camp the day you sign the contract. You can, and I, I think if I remember right, you could delay it like a year or six months or whatever you wanted. I didn't want that. I forget my reasoning. I probably just wanted to party, but I wanted to go at the end of the summer, at the end of the summer. I know I had signed up at the end of the school year after I'd practically flunked out of college. And I said, I'll, you know, I'll go in August. Just take me in August. Well, we knew, obviously, I was joining, uh, I joined with a friend and we knew that our time was, our time of freedom was coming to an end. He was going infantry with me, Marine Corps infantry. So, we had heard that the summer sanitarium tour was awesome. And the, I think they still do a sanitarium tour with different bands, obviously. But back then, it was Power Man 5000 and System of a Down opening for Kid Rock, Corn, and Metallica. And we heard that this concert was coming to Denver. Well, I was living up in Bozeman at the time. I think that's like a 10, 11 hour drive. And Denver's such a sick, underrated town. Anyway, I love Denver. Uh, I know the libs have kind of trashed it, but Denver's a really cool place. Colorado itself is just freaking beautiful. I really do hope half the state secedes because the poor freedom lovers in Colorado are stuck with a bunch of commie hippie nutballs up there. Anyway, I'm not going to get distracted. So we drive down to Denver. Of course, we don't have any money to fly or anything like that. We drive down to Denver and my buddy's dump of a car. We get to Denver and... We go, that's, that's where we went and saw Kid Rock. I think, man, don't quote me on this. He, he, that might've been in Mile High Stadium. Michael will probably look this up. You'd probably look it up and see where it was because this would have been in 2000. The year, yeah, would have been the year 2000. So probably July of 2000, I would guess, the summer sanitarium tour in Denver. That's where we went. And I remember that was because I'd, I'd never been to really a big major concert before. I've been to a couple smaller ones in Bozeman, but Bozeman, Montana is not going to big, get big musical acts. It was in Mile High, Michael? Okay, I thought so. It was in Mile High in Denver. 
I remember how angry and shocked we were. We went there, and remember, we didn't have any money, right? It was poor. We didn't have any money. We got into the concert, and I'll never forget this. Beers were $20. It was, oh, Mike, it was for a Bud Light. Yeah, I think it was like the 16-ounce uh, metal bottles. In 2000, beers were $20. I remember we pooled our money together to get, I think there were four of us, and I think we all got a beer. Like one of my buddies had a 50 on him, and I think we all got one beer. And from that, we were just we were just devastated that we couldn't afford any beer in the place. And in case you're wondering, yes, I understand if you're doing the math, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, I wasn't quite 21 years old yet. Let's just say they were pretty lax about the enforcement of things when it comes to a Kid Rock Corn and Metallica concert. It was a... It was a wild time. <laughs> they were relaxed about a lot of things at the Kid Rock Corn and Metallica concert back then. Cops didn't care. It was great. I mean, it's terrible. It's awful. Don't ever do something like that. All right. Jizz Lane Maxwell's in the news. Before we get to Jizz, let's get to cell phones. Cell phones, an easy way to put your money where your morals are. There is, I've, I've yet to hear the good excuse for why you haven't switched to Pure Talk. And I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm not judging you. But it's just when it's less than 10 minutes, why not switch? And I want to explain. When I say less than 10 minutes, you get on the phone. You tell them what you're looking for. You're probably going to say, I want to keep my phone, keep my number. You can have a new phone, a new number. But keep your phone, keep your number. It's all done over the phone. They mail you a SIM card with specific instructions. You take out your old one. You put in the new one, and you're done. Not only are you done, the average family saves $900 a year. Your bill, my bill, got cut in half. Dial pound 250 from your cell phone and say Jesse Kelly. Less than 10 minutes? Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. By the way, when you do that for a limited time, but when you do that, you get a month free. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Gislaine Maxwell's in the news before I get back to these questions because someone has a good one about Jeff Sessions and do I consider him low TGOP? And the, the, look, the Gislaine news is not that important in and of itself. Her lawyers are suing her because they say she owes them 900000 in legal fees. But I, I don't expect you to care about that. I don't expect you to start a GoFundMe in the name of Gislaine Maxwell and her legal fees, so I'm not worried about that. But it does occur to me, how wild is this? Jeffrey Epstein was an international trafficker of underage women. We know because of tapes we have from behind-the-scenes stuff with ABC and interviews with Bill Gates, we know he had ties to some of the most powerful men in the world, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates. Like we, we understand that Jeffrey Epstein internationally trafficked underage girls with some of the most powerful men on the planet. Then he goes to jail federal jail and the guards fall asleep in the cameras malfunction and he kills himself. And then since he's gone, right? His right hand woman. Some people claim she was actually the one in charge and he was the right hand, by the way. Some people even claim she was Mossad. I don't know about all. I mean, you can, you can get deep in the weeds with that. Anyway, his right hand woman, we'll just call her that Jis Lane. She has to go up on trial. They seal the trial. They seal the lists. We aren't allowed to know anything. 
We're talking about the abuse, the rampant, organized abuse of children. We're talking about children. There's somebody who knows who our wealthy and powerful people are, not just in America, around the globe. There's somebody very much alive who knows the names. She's got the lists. She was right there at the same parties. In fact, she was the one recruiting and grooming. This is the person who knows all the secrets. And we don't know what she knows. How is that information that that is not allowed to be brought to public? And look, I'm not naive. I know how that happens. The wealthy and powerful, they own enough judges. They own enough of the legal system that they can make sure their dirty secrets are kept secret forever. But man, imagine, imagine what would happen if we actually had a media in this country. The media who was more than happy to leak everything from Trump, whether it was true or false, at a, at a moment's notice. They can't get their hands on Epstein's list and let us know who exactly the pedophiles are who are running this society? That seems like fairly important information, no? All right. Dr. Shogun Jesse. Mixed feelings about Jeff Sessions. Good man or low TGOP? I have thoughts on Jeff Sessions. I think it'll probably apply to you, probably to me. I'll tell you in a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.